0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 68 of the Showbound podcast. I'm your host, Michael Raskin, here with Ethan Cardwell. Card, what's going on? I know you got a new roomie.
1: Yeah, not too much, you know, just hanging out. Currently, uh, just moved in uh, former guest of the pod, Tyson Forrester, into the house, and I'm just chilling here with uh, fellow Colt, Nathan Allenson, as well. So, uh, boys, you want to see what's up? What's up, what's Showbound? On? The, the boys are uh, excited to get a little feature on the show. So uh, everyone go find their Instas and uh, blow them up if you can. A little bit of love.
0: Yeah. Well, Um. Well. while we're talking about it, the Col- Colts are hot again. You're hot again with another talk. So you want to talk about what's been going on?
1: Well, I don't know if you watched this weekend. Uh, we weren't too hot. <laughs> we only went like we went one and two, but we were starting to do better oh. a bit. But um, no, we got we got four back. Goose is coming back into the lineup. Um. I think things are coming together. Clarky's coming back here soon from his suspension. So things are looking on the up uh, on their way into playoffs here with, with only like 14 games to go, but I know you guys had an impressive week. So you want to talk about that?
0: Yeah, we're, we're playing in the semifinal game tomorrow. Well, what, like Wednesday night against the Ryerson Rams. The winner of that game goes to nationals and plays for the Queens cup, which is the the trophy. Um, So we're, we're excited for that. Our our Brock women's team won one Ontario this week, which was sick, and they're off to nationals in PEI. Uh, so that was a good good week for Brock hockey. But yeah, we ended up beating Laurier in the first round, and we beat York eight two in the second round. Um, so that was that was a good one. And, and we're sending a couple fan buses tomorrow to Ryerson, so it should be a fun game. We got some. I think the lacrosse team is coming on the bus, so they're they're gonna they're gonna make the crowd rowdy.
1: Um, yeah, it was just it'll it'll get rowdy in there for sure and you guys you guys are playing bowlers, the one of the hottest guys in the league yeah bowlers
0: has been nasty all year i know he's up for a couple of awards like rookie of the year and stuff like that so uh, hopefully we can shut him down tomorrow but um i wanted to, to tell you man this was crazy so like i guess most people don't really know this uh my brother's opening up a wine store in st Catharines, and uh i've been helping work on it and stuff And and right now they're getting a bathroom, a wheelchair bathroom put in and stuff over there. So I, I'm moving out cards, as you may know, at the end of this month. So, like, I don't have the showbound thing behind me anymore. I started moving my stuff over to the store there just because when I come back in September, no point moving everything back to Toronto. So I go in yesterday. I go to put my stuff in the basement, and it's, it's flooded, like, two inches high. And I can smell it's like sewage. It smelled awful. And I have some stuff down there, like my hockey bag, my golf clubs. So I, I go and retrieve everything. Like, I pull it out. I, I figure, like, one of the workers must have burst a pipe or done something. Anyway, I found out. So then I, I, I was like, whatever, that's that sucks. I go to practice. I come back. Like, I told my family and all that. Apparently, it was, like, raw sewage, which is toxic. So everything that was in there had to get thrown out. So my hockey gear, my golf club's gone. Same with my brother's hockey gear. Um, all that stuff is gone. So I got to get, like, new stuff. And it's covered by the insurance or whatever the stuff I buy, um, but yeah. like still, it's a pain. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty bad situation. So that happened yesterday.
1: That's crazy. I was wondering why the showbound stuff wasn't up in the background and stuff. So, but it's probably for the best that you had to uh, get new golf clubs because the the ones you're old and uh, using before were like worse than sewage water themselves. So I mean, <laughs> it's kind of a win win.
0: <laughs> maybe, maybe i can get a little upgrade i don't know how that works if i can buy whatever i want or like if there's a, a limit I, i'm sure there's a limit but i'll maybe get a little upgrade yeah, maybe I'll i'm put sure some... you're gonna
1: get a certain amount of money but if you uh go back to buying those old clubs uh, we got issues so we'll get you a little upgrade i'll help you out a bit too yeah
0: i actually i might i might go to you for some help on picking clubs because i don't really know much about it um do you want to say who our guest is this week
1: yeah, I mean, I can introduce and we got uh, Rory Cairns uh, currently second in the OHL and uh, in the points race and 98 points, I think, to date playing for the Sioux Greyhounds and a draft pick of the Calgary Flames and recently signed with the Flames as well. So uh, we'll we'll dive into that in a little bit. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah, there's a couple of other things I want to get to first, too. We got a couple of headlines to mention this week with with the NHL trade deadline and stuff. So we got Claude Giroux going to the Florida Panthers. Owen Tippett going back the other way. We've already gotten a bunch of DMs on the account. People are asking for like Tippett flyers, jerseys and stuff. But uh, what are your thoughts on that trade? And you actually, you said it earlier that he could be going the other way. Like I think last episode even.
1: Yeah, I think I did mention that. So good call by me. Um, I guess I learned a lot when drags came on the pod, kind of picking up on the insider trading, but uh, no, I, I I think it was kind of like just set up that he was going to go there. Um i don't know It was just a good fit for both teams and now he's joining Forey and uh in philly for the next few years here so we'll uh we'll see i think it's his last year of his contract so hopefully f- finishes strong here and then uh once his elc is over he can uh sign another long-term deal hopefully in philly and find a spot because he looks good with the orange hair and the orange jerseys <laughs> I-,
0: I was gonna say that the picture they posted of him in the dressing room there maybe it was on the ice i think but. With- with his hair flowing, the orange hair, literally matched the jersey. He looked like he belonged. So, um, yeah, exciting for him, especially because he'll get a better oh, yeah. opportunity there than, than what was going on in Florida. So it should be uh, good for him and for, for his team there. And obviously Giroux going the other way, uh, a leader, someone who's been in the NHL for a 1,000 games. So that, that'll really help Florida out along this playoff run that they're expected to go pretty deep in. And we got uh, Mark Giardano going to the Leafs. So how about that when the Leafs is picking up a good D man?
1: Yeah, he's he's a solid, steady D. Um, I was just seeing it here on Overdrive on uh, TSN, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's obviously older, so you're not going to uh, expect the world out of him. But uh, a guy with good leadership presence, he's kind of he's been around for what seems like forever now, and uh, definitely a good pickup for the Leafs moving forward into uh, into playoff time. I think he can help secure that back end and uh, stop allowing so many goals and. <laughs> Yeah, well,
0: he's one of those guys like you hear about it all the time that you want in a deep playoff run if you're going like someone who's been in the NHL for, for so long, a thousand games and um, been a captain, been a, like he'll be a leader in the room and, and Dermott goes out to Vancouver. And I, you know, like Jordan was an upgrade over Dermot, right?
1: Yeah, I, I would assume so. Like, I think they view it that way. I think you get rid of uh, a younger guy, maybe less, less experience and you, you kind of trade it in um not in the same trade obviously but uh for an older guy more experienced just kind of uh has that poise when the when the games become more intense and in the locker room especially
0: yeah and a couple more actually to talk about but first i just remembered that uh lt former guest of the pod logan thompson he's like the the starting goalie every game now in vegas have you noticed that
1: no i haven't i haven't been keeping up lately i've kind of we've been so busy with hockey i haven't had the time to really watch anybody else other than the Leafs and a little bit of San Jose. Yeah. He, I mean, he's playing
0: every game now. He's doing really well. So it's kind of sick for him. Like he's the guy there. And and I know a couple of weeks ago, I think it was like the biggest showbound bump ever. Like the day after he came on our podcast, he signed a three-year extension. And uh, the, the second two years of that are a one-way deal. So he's like a lock to be up on the, on the golden Knights for those second two years of the deal
1: yeah that's awesome super happy for him obviously great dude if you haven't listened to that one go go check it out now Logan Thompson yeah and
0: then uh yeah so on the goalie topic like a a goalie that LT got to learn from Marc-Andre Fleury is on the move again now to Minnesota so what do you think about that and and do you think Minnesota is now a contender or like how do you view them 100%
1: I think they're a contender obviously they can put the puck in the net they got a good young core there and then I think their biggest issues that they had was the penalty kill I've heard a lot about and they addressed that with uh, a couple key pieces there and then the biggest one of all was getting flurry and that's huge in the back end to kind of shut the door if you're going to go on a long playoff run you obviously need a goalie to uh, step up and kind of take you on their way so I think uh, I think that was massive for them and I put I think that puts them in a great spot going into the playoffs and here's something I was kind of wondering and I, I was talking to the guys today about like I, Vegas might not make the playoffs, man. Like, I know. If, for the team that they have, like the success they've had and now, like Eichel's back and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of crazy to think, but like, what are your thoughts on that?
0: If they don't make the playoffs, everyone, there, staff, fans, players, they're, they're going to be a lot of upset people. So I, you know what? There's so many competitive teams this year. I, I feel like there's more than normal where you where you see a team like Vegas. I know they've had injury problems all year, they still do, but um, you know, they're they're deep enough that they should be in the playoffs. So I'll I'll tell you this: if they do make the playoffs, if they're like the eight seed and and whoever's the number one, they're not gonna be happy playing Vegas if they're they get their guys healthy and they're playing Vegas in the first round. That's that's no slouch of a matchup. So I don't know. I, I love Vegas, so I hope they make it, especially for LT it'd be cool to see him like be a starting goalie in a playoff round I don't know what the situation with Leonard's looking like but uh yeah I don't know it's a it's pretty crazy and even like the Leafs I guess they were saying the first round for the Leafs is either going to be Carolina Tampa or Florida like those are no like even for both sides like no one wants to really play play those teams in the first round
1: no yeah that's that'll be a battle for sure whatever way it goes
0: yeah and then um there was just one thing I I wanted to talk about quickly yeah but before we we flip into the interview but uh the bachelor season finished normally we talk about this at the back end but it, I just want to say because cards I know you didn't watch it this season it was like the the sickest season ever um and uh can I spoil it for, for you like you're not gonna watch it I assume at this point, yeah right? yeah I don't think I'll watch it <laughs> okay so Susie who if you remember I called from the first episode that she was my pick to win. And I said last week or whatever that she was in the final three and she decided to go home. Um, She didn't like him or Mm -hmm. whatever. They were upset. So she went home, but then he realized he was still in love with her. The guy's name is Clayton. Clayton, Clayton realized he was in love with her. So he asked her to like, come back. He sent the other two girls home. So it was just Susie and he wanted to propose to her. And she said, no again. And then they went back and (coughs) I guess they said for the first time, it ended with him leaving alone. So Clayton, Clayton ended the season alone. But then after they finished recording, um, you know, off camera, Susie and him started talking and stuff and, and dating, I guess, off camera, which is a lot probably easier. And now they're dating and for real, like they're together, they've been together for a couple months in, in the real world. Um, so my, my early prediction was right, but it didn't end up happening on the show. But um, it was pretty cool. And then so the two girls that got sent home at the end are co-bachelorettes for next season. Not like what? one, not one season for each of them they're both going to do it for the first time in the same season um and that's just on i kind of like it. it's set up for more drama than ever because right now their best friends are like i can't wait to do this together but just wait until like they both fall in love with the same guy or something and they're fighting each other and now there's more drama than just the contestants it's the bachelorettes that are going to be in the drama too so i think it could be a cool season
1: that's gonna be a battle, man. That's actually crazy. Obviously, good for you, little Showbomb Bomb. Guessing the uh, the correct person from the get go. So uh, yeah. when I go give Rask a DM and tell him I'll, I'll see him, in this and make him feel good about that. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. Actually, I'll have to watch next season if it's gonna be co Bachelorette. That's so gonna be a gong show.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll watch. We'll we'll bring the segment back, um, mm-hmm. and it'll be easier because I don't think it'll be the hockey season for you. Right? Doesn't does that go in the summer? Or does it?
1: What the hockey season? The bat the bachelorette. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not sure. Hopefully, my hockey season goes into summer because the member's in June this year. Is it in June? It's normally in. Yeah. I guess. May. It's in like May, normally.
0: Yeah. Wow. That that is deep into summer. If you guys go, which like it looks like you know you have a team that could go, you're not gonna have a very long summer,
1: man. No, that's fine. Though no, I would trade in trade in to go to there for for summer any day of the week. Oh yeah.
0: Anyway, I mean, I guess with with that being said, let's send
1: it to the interview now with Rory Cairns. All right. And we're going to welcome to the pod this week, Rory Cairns of the Sioux Greyhounds. So, Rory, how you been?
2: Good, boys. How are you guys been doing?
1: Not too bad. Can't complain. Um, Obviously, you're having an amazing year in the OHL, so you want to just kind of quickly talk on things about this season. Um, It's been a pretty special one already, so almost coming up on the 100-point mark.
2: Yeah, it's been uh it's been a fun year. I mean, obviously becoming an older guy in the league, it's been going into a leadership role and uh just getting bigger and stronger and you know, learn the league and learn how to what your game, what you're best at. And yeah, it's been fun. I just I've been on a good team. I've just been focusing on winning. I think that's just something that's been like catapulted me to getting points and, and these accolades and whatnot, but just focused on winning with the Sue Greyhounds and uh, having fun. So it's been a blast.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know if we've had a guy on from the Sioux who's been there during like the winter and stuff. You wanna kinda quickly talk about the winters there? Like <laughs> has it been bad for snow and stuff and the weather?
2: Yeah, I mean you get used to it. I mean I remember my first year it was uh it was like one of the first weeks of school, like we're in high school and it was snowing, like it was like it was coming down hard in October. And I was like, What what have I got myself into? But I mean, as the years have gone on, you kinda get used to it. It's not as bad, like but there, there's a ton of snow, but I mean just kind of used to it now
1: yeah and I want to know a little bit about the bus trips too because I've heard some stuff from my buddy JT playing there um and he said it's crazy like you guys are all like on the bus till seven in the morning sometimes
2: yeah I mean like every every new guy comes to our team they like they're like what's going on like they haven't like it's <laughs> it's crazy them right because I know like Barry at some teams like you guys are in hotels like half the year like so like yeah. yeah for us it's like we're driving through the night we're driving through snowstorms you know we're staying in hotels every week it's 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 it sounds crazy to some guys but it's like for me it's like this this is what uh junior is for me you know so i mean yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane to be honest yeah
1: yeah and you can take that into account the fact that we're staying in our like third night of hotel stays this weekend like it's it's ridiculous so yeah you guys like i, I kind of love it though like being on the road with the boys always a good time and stuff and i know you're spending some time with the boys tonight you're out golfing at the simulator
2: yeah we got a pretty good setup here in the sioux the uh new place called up and down in the sioux it's a good simulator so have been going through there throughout the year and working on our games with uh with the boys and we had a little scramble match today so nothing serious but it was it's always fun to get out there and just swing the club around
1: I heard your chipping needs some work. Yeah, you're the first guy I heard who tries to shape his chip shots. Hey,
2: who was <laughs> JT saying that? Yeah, he's got yeah he's got a uh, he's got to work on his shaping of his chips. Yeah, I'm more of a shaper guy. I like to shape my shots, but yeah, I'm not too good, but I'm getting better.
0: That's awesome. That uh, that's funny. I was when I drive home from the rink, uh, I drive by a golf course here in Niagara, and I saw for the first time someone was golfing today on the course. I think Man. it was like you know someone who worked there or whatever but still to see a real golfer yeah. out there. Um, now just while we were on the topic of like the travel and, the, and all that stuff so one of, one of my best friends Jordan Sandbrook who you you played with he he was all over it with the questions when we found out you were coming on and he wanted me to ask you about uh, your FIFA ultimate team. Yeah yeah
2: uh, yeah big FIFA guy back in when Sammy was on our team used to every road trip we'd like every weekend we're in the road and we bring our Xbox and we play for three days straight. We would spend so much money on FIFA and FIFA ultimate team foot drafts. And we just, we like, we, me, him and O'Rourke, we would just sit there for like hours and just like make teams play. Like we never win, but it was, it was a blast. And especially when you're 16 year old and you're hanging out with, you know, a guy like Sammy and like, he's so, such a respected guy and we Like it just, that's just like, so much fun right when for any 16 year old hanging with the older guys and kicking it with them it's it's awesome so we had a good relationship with him over over FIFA for sure
0: yeah he does he does spend a lot of money on like packs even in, in NHL too but <laughs> uh, moving on I, I want to kind of bring it back to when you were first drafted to the OHL you were fourth round pick of the Sioux so um, what was your OHL draft experience like and like how did that day go for you
2: yeah, I mean, it feels so long ago, but uh yeah, I had no idea where I was going, when I was going, nothing like that. I mean, I was my minor mid year was I thought I had a pretty good year. Uh played played in the Rebels, Mississauga Rebels for six, seven years growing up all the way. So I had a great experience with that organization and I think draft day, thought I was, you know, gonna go somewhere a lot closer to home, of course. And then when I found out it was the Sioux, like had no idea where the Sioux was, didn't know like all I knew with the Greyhounds that like Gretzky played there, right? So I mean, fourth round comes around, they pick me, you know, mom starts crying, sister starts crying, you know, they think they're never gonna see me ever again. And you know, I think it's a different planet. But I mean, that day was probably looking back as like turning point of, you know, my my probably my career. And like I just love the Sioux so much. And like they've obviously they've had a lot of players coming out and, and they've developed really well and uh yeah just nowhere else I'd rather be and the, the Sioux is awesome so I mean the, and then another thing is a day, bef- day before the draft is that raft has raft called me or GM and so he was like oh from the Sioux like would you want to like would you report if we picked you and I was like ah oh, well it's kind of far like I don't I don't know like <laughs> and my dad was in the car actually and he's like dude just say yeah and I said yeah so that's what uh that's what happened to before the draft and they picked me so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh it was a good good day I guess for uh which will draft for me yeah
1: yeah
0: it's obviously worked out well for you when and, and you know what else the Sioux has since you were mentioning it they the casino there how how long did it take you to find out about that
2: well just got of age uh this year so I mean went, been there a couple times uh not a really big gambler but I've won a couple a couple nights so there you go. There's not much Toss- to do in the studio, but it's uh, good when you, there's something like that to do.
1: Tossing the contract around a little bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't been there
2: recently, but
1: yeah. yeah. Um, I just have a,
0: another question on the draft and kind of that team in the first year. So like obviously you're heading into camp as a fourth round pick. And at that point, the team is shaping up really good, like a, a strong team. So what were your expectations heading in? Did you think you were going to make the team or or how was that for you? Yeah, so I was the fourth round pick, but
2: I was I was actually the, the second pick of the draft because uh-huh. they won that that run that year so with the, when they went to the finals with the Hamilton. Oh, so yeah, traded, they traded
0: traded every pick.
2: Yeah, so <laughs> I was them. I was the fir- the second pick, and Rookie was the first pick. So I I was the first forward basically, which worked out well. Maybe, maybe if they had two of those picks, maybe I would have made the team. But I signed in the summer, and I mean I didn't I didn't really know what to expect. Like my brother played. Uh, college D1, so that was kind of what I was familiar with, like just that route and uh, just kind of outside my com- comfort zone for the first year. and didn't really know what to expect, but uh, yeah, the, the first year of that team, uh, we had a really good team, uh, a lot of good players that you know I learned a lot from, and Morgan Frost and Baird Hayton and all like Sammy and all those guys, so all well. So, I mean, that year was just a huge learning curve, and I think I, I learned a lot and uh, just kind of brought it into my draft year and in this past year. Or so Uh didn't get too much opportunity or anything. I like, had decent production and, you know, I had some opportunity here and there, but it wasn't anything crazy. But uh yeah, it was just a fun introduction to the league, I guess, that
1: year. Mm-hmm. And like, how, how did you find your adjustment? Obviously you said like limited minutes and stuff, and you still scored nine goals that season. So h- how was the adjustment period for you? Like how long did it take to get your feet wet and be like, okay, hey, I belong here? Yeah,
2: I think uh, I, I produced for, like, well because I was on a good team, right? I think that's probably one of the main things. But I think the biggest thing for me was off the ice, like just living far away from home, you know, going to a different school, living with Bill. That's like everything, like all the things that you, you don't think about coming to the OHL. you just think you're going to play hockey. But it's like all the other things I go along with it that I struggled with a little bit. But at the end of the year, I kind of got used to it. And, you know, I knew what, what was expected of me and, the next year, my draft year, so I think I kind of had a good idea of what, what was expected of me and what to do to be successful in the, in the O in my, in my draft year, so
1: uh, that's kind of my mindset that I had. Yeah. And how long did it take you to get your first uh, first goal in the O, and then, like, how did it happen?
2: Uh, I'm not I'm sure. I think, I think it was, like, my ninth game. It was on the power play bumper spot uh, in Kingston, uh my good buddy cole mckay assisted on it and so did morgan frost so quick uh flank down low to bumper and a good tuck in kingston so yeah it was a
0: so you're getting power play time that early on a team like that eh
2: yeah it was a weird year i was on the power play i was on the first line I was on the fourth line i was scratched i was all over the place but start like started the year i was a little bit on the power play because uh barrett hayton wasn't it was still in arizona so uh, i had a little bit at the start and a little bit at the end but yeah it was yeah i mean that year was just
1: it was all over the place yeah and you got a bit of playoff experience too obviously going to the second round like you were playing in games um against sag and so like how how did you find that just like learning from that and then something you'll use for this year's playoff run
2: yeah i mean i think i played 10 games but maybe only had like four shifts but uh yeah that was great great games to watch like cards you were probably there like those those games were yeah like awesome awesome games to watch even from the bench and I guess play a little bit a part of and like very intense like sag and sue had like just top guys that were just unbelievable and just go at it for a couple games and you know sag was ultimately at the end probably a better team than us and, and beat us but i mean that playoff run you know you learned a lot and, and learned a lot of just about the grind of it and stuff and we haven't, i haven't been in the playoffs since of course because of covid and then whatnot but just uh Excited to be, be more of a part of the, the playoff run this year, I guess, with Sue and, you uh, know, be a leader. So yeah, excited for it. Yeah, for sure.
0: So, so moving into your draft your what were your expectations for yourself then, you know, probably taking a bigger role on the team with a lot of those guys moving on to other levels. Um, like what did, what did you expect heading into that season?
2: Yeah, I think we, there's a lot of spots open at start of start of the year. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about getting drafted or anything. I was just thinking about taking on a role and, and grabbing a top, top six spot and in the lineup or whatnot. So I had a huge summer. I felt like I kind of changed, changed a lot of things I was doing. I changed my trainer, changed my diet and everything changed my skills, coaches, everything. I just kind of dialed in for the summer and then came to camp in good shape and grabbed a spot and just kind of took it from there. Uh, I just wanted an opportunity to to show what I could do. And I I knew I could do it. I think that's another huge thing in the O is that you got to believe that, you know, you're a good player and that you can, uh, you know, help a team win. So I think that's the mindset I had. And then, yeah, just that year, we didn't have a great team, but we had a young team and I just kind of took on a role and it just kind of snowballed. Like, you know, me and rookie got the captain that like the captaincy that year and everything just kind of, like worked out pretty, pretty perfectly. Like there's this, I didn't really have any expectations or anything one year. I just wanted to, you know, improve and, uh, ended up getting drafted. So it was, it was a good year.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I guess that summer and all those things did add up and, you know, you did produce at almost a point per game that year on a weaker team. So like you said, um, ended up getting drafted. It was sixth round, but as, as you find yourself having a good year personally, do you suddenly find yourself checking the rankings, seeing, you know, am I going to get drafted? Like, where am I going? That sort of stuff. Are you, are you getting caught up a little bit in that sort of stuff?
2: Yeah. Like you try not to, but I mean, you're gonna, you're gonna see it like it's, you, you, there's no avoiding it or anything. I think in my draft year, I was really worried about everyone else. Like I was worried about what other guys were were scoring or whatever and not worrying about myself. So that's something I learned from about this year just to worry about myself and, Keep improving and just play my game, but yeah, it's any draft year. It's tough to to not look at the noise on the outside, but and I, I'm guilty of it too. But I mean, if I were to give any advice to anyone else going through drafts or whichever NHL, just to keep your head down and, and worry about yourself. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just a part of the draft, I guess. Those rankings and what everyone says about you, but just uh, happy it's over now, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's good advice. Just, you know, you can only worry and control yourself. But um, I'm just curious, did you get any funny or unique questions for, in any draft interviews or scouts or anything like that stood out as, well, wow, that's weird or that's funny?
2: There was one in my in my OHL draft year that was weird. I, don't, I have no idea who it was or what team or who t- t- asked me, but someone asked me if I was a kitchen appliance, what I would, what I would be, which completely... Th- threw me off guard but nothing in the nhl i don't even know what i said i think i said like a blender or something like the <laughs> it up or Makes something sense. like that <laughs> that's unreal yeah, hard just, just hard trying hard to, to, hard to just hard to to hard trying hard to, to hard be. be a huge beauty and like hero to say a blender but yeah <laughs> well,
0: what would you
1: answer that card if you had to be a kitchen appliance, what would which one would you be i don't know man but that's hilarious a blender because he wants to mix it no. up <laughs>
2: yeah you're 15 you're you're 15 years old you have like you're so like starstruck like OHL team's calling you like they ask you that question you're like
0: i wonder what answer they're looking for though like if they're if they want it or if they're just seeing how you'll process it maybe but they're just there to like with you at that point they're like i wonder
1: what this guy's gonna say yeah yeah jesus like i don't even know what i'd say maybe like i'm a stovetop because i'm always hot something (laughs) like that just they get them that's great (laughs) that would be hilarious but no that's that's funny and you ultimately go uh sixth round to Calgary like grass said and tell us about like the draft day itself and like the moment until you were picked
2: yeah I was I think on day two uh like just did my normal routine because I wasn't I knew I wasn't really going the first half the second day or wasn't expecting to at least just kind of worked out in the morning went on the ice and got home and kind of cozy into the tv played some xbox and then it got to like the sixth round and i was watching you know all kinds of guys go and then it, just, it was funny i I had my laptop beside me in my bed and i i just shut it off and threw it away and then cole mccay technically said let's go and i was like let's go what like what's going <laughs> on and then my parents started yelling downstairs and then uh yeah agent called me and said calgary baby and that i was you know that was probably, like, the best moment of my life, like, just completely, like, just being like, hey, like, I was always thinking, like, you know, undrafted, like, what are the next steps, like, you know, got to prove everyone wrong or whatnot, but, like, I was at completely at the bottom, just turned it off, and then uh, kind of got the, all the calls, and kind of just got really emotional, like, I was, that was a really tough day, to be honest, but it uh, worked out well, and it was a just fun day after that, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly it's always like tough. You get anxious and then you start freaking out and stuff. The highs and the lows are crazy, but what sorts of things did the flames tell you that day? And like in the weeks following, Uh, I had a good talk with uh, their mental health coach or not their mental health, but their
2: mental performance coach. Uh, He does like the draft interview process stuff. So I had a good talk with him, And then I think I talked to some other scout in their organization. So I had good talks with them. But when you, when you go on, in the later rounds like it's it's completely wide open who who's going to take you like you have no idea so um uh, yeah I mean they're just pretty positive and then I, I went to Calgary like a couple of weeks after that and uh, met everyone so uh the organization is great like all the people around just want the best for you and want to help you succeed so I've had nothing but good things to say about Calgary so far.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so I couldn't remember what the situation was with COVID at that point. If, did you get to go? So you went to like a camp type of thing or did you just go and, and meet people?
2: No, it was, uh, they just brought, so me and Connor and Zari were the only two guys that weren't playing because uh, the draft was in October and like a right. lot of the guys were playing in, in the queue and in Europe. So they just kind of brought us out and we got to work out with just some of the NHL guys. So like Lucic and Giordano and a couple guys were there and we just stayed for a couple days. And then uh, I went back there for, for the HL when, when Stockton was in Calgary playing. So I was there a couple months later after that.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next question. So when, like, when on the timeline did you end up in Stockton?
2: Uh, I want to say mid January. I got there right before Stockton played in Calgary. So we were in Calgary. And then I got there like right before their first game. So I was there all year for, not all year, but th- three and a half months of was the whole season. So I was there for, uh, their whole year and had played four games got in a couple games and it was fun so yeah yeah good, good time
0: so so what was that like being in the AHL basically for a season like what are the practices like where it like how how was that for you
2: yeah it was really cool we had we like I said before we were in Calgary so we had a full like NHL style you know AHL year kind of because like all the Canadian teams farm teams were also in their home cities for the most part so like we were taking all the plane, like the private planes to all the cities. And it was just a sick experience just to experience all that. And uh, practices were like intense. Like you don't really notice or realize what what pro hockey is until you really experience it. And it's, it's pretty serious stuff. So uh, learned like so much during that three month period and just try to bring it to this year. And I think that's helped me a lot.
0: Yeah, the uh the Flames private plane might be a little better than the Greyhounds bus all the way through midnight till seven AM. Can't complain. Yeah, about that. A lot
2: better. Couple couple snacks, couple a <laughs> couple pops. Yeah.
0: Good. Um did did anybody take you under their wing that year kind of like on, on Stockton or even on Calgary? Did anyone kinda of mentor you or anything like that?
2: Yeah. yeah, I think all the guys are really good. Uh Connor Mackey, Emilio Pedersen, like all kinds of guys. They're just awesome guys. Like I got along with everyone really well. Uh so like yeah, I just everyone there was so awesome. Like there's Stockton has a really good team this year too. So like they got a bunch of guys that were great to learn from and uh you know lived in the same apartment building as as all those guys. So uh yeah, all all great guys and great to learn from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're nasty this year, checking the AHL standings and stuff, they're right up there um yeah. gonna be a big run so like what you would obviously go there but like you're obviously hoping to be on a big run with the Sioux anyway but um yeah. speaking of the Sioux again and you're having such a good year this year you obviously ended up signing as everyone knows by now um so did you make any big tr- purchases since the signing or plan to
2: I haven't really thought about it too much to be honest like I'm not a big spender or anything but you got to figure out to do something vested or something I can't let it sit in there but uh, yeah, we'll figure something out by the end of the year, probably.
0: Our, our partner is the Gavin Hockey Wealth Specialist, a uh, longtime partner of our show. Uh, they are the best financial people in the hockey industry. Um, they'll do your investing taxes. So, for, for you and for the listeners, and I just want to throw in that all their staff are former pro hockey players themselves, with over a thousand games in the NHL experience for their team of staff, but yeah, for you, for the listeners, check them out gavingroup.ca to see the best financial people in hockey.
1: Yeah, I mean, you want to just like kind of elaborate on this season? I know we talked about like you just kind of wanting to win and that's where all the production's coming from. But like as the leader on the team, like you said, talk about like how you guys are kind of shaping up for playoffs and getting ready for uh, for a long run yeah I think
2: uh the western Conference this year it's pretty tight through one through five, so' they've, they've, like every game has been been a great game for the past but you know ten games or so going on the stretch run here before playoffs and yeah I mean I' just just excited to play some some meaningful hockey and you know we got a good team over here in the Sioux, and uh just, it's, it's just been so much fun like I can't you know you, a lot of people don't know. know they don't know what's going on the Sioux and they don't know about what kind of you know organization we got over here and just same as I as I I was you know when I got drafted here but it just it's it's so awesome and uh you know can't say enough good things about the Sioux and uh you know I'll be a wreck when I leave here I'm sure so uh just excited to you know play some playoffs in front of the fans here in Sioux.
0: Yeah it'll be nice to have fans back for the playoffs what was um who, someone, it might have been Rorkey on the podcast talk, talking about how like your fans are just giving it to the visiting teams as they're walking into
1: the rink and stuff. Cards, you remember who said that? Yo, man, it might have been me. They're crazy over at the, we stop at the Tim's for, uh, in the mall and you go through the mall and they're just lighting you up on your way to Tim's. It's like, are you kidding me? Huh? <laughs> I got to go play a game now and hear you guys all again yelling at the glass and yelling at me when I'm coming on and off the ice. It's a gong show in there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Our fans are awesome. Like, I mean, that's probably not the, the best look for our fans chirping guys and the, the Tim Hortons, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> our, our fans, yeah, they get, they get pretty wild. And when, uh, when it's a full barn in the GFL, I mean, there's not very many other places in the O that gets bumping like uh, the GFL. So yeah, they're, they're good. At, they're good here. So.
1: You guys got the new jumbotron this year too, and it looks way better in there. The It the yeah. looks, looks way more like, I just love it lot more now than before just because that jumbotron's actually nasty.
2: Yeah, I mean we put that bit in for the Moral Cup and we just like everything like the glass boards, uh the Jumbotron, like the surround sound system, everything just got way better. I mean my first couple of years it was pretty bad. The just like just the features in the rink were just not up to par. So uh
0: Peterborough got the new scoreboard too. And uh is there any other like bad scoreboards in the league? What's in Owen sound?
1: Yeah, no, it's not great. <laughs> Is
0: that the only one in Owen Sound that hasn't been like upgraded? Well, that's all they can probably fit in that freaking. E-
1: yeah, that's true, actually. If you get yeah. a regular size one, it'll be touching the ice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, anyway, um, I want to move into uh, some personality questions for you. So, um, what kinds of things do you like to do away from the rink?
2: Not much during the year. I mean, it's kind of hard, but I mean, in the summer, like the get out of golf a little bit try to get better at that and uh just hang out with friends back in Caledon and uh you know go to the beach with Beach is close so I like to go there a couple times and just relax I feel like the summer is always a good time to relax so just chill out yeah.
0: um have you ever been to a Caledon Bandits lacrosse game <laughs> yeah I played for the Caledon Bandits back in the day <laughs> so did I oh you did oh
1: yeah he likes to claim that he was a good lacrosse player, but there's no way. I I was good. I was I played
0: with Sandbrook in high school too, um, but we we had some good teams. Um, anyway, moving on. Uh, how would your teammates describe you?
2: Probably a bit of a quieter teammate. Uh, probably pretty serious when 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 I have to be and vocal when I have to be. But probably quiet, laid back, crack jokes and. Just uh, be a good teammate to everyone, and then, but when it's time to get down to it and time gets serious, I'm right there, ready for it. So that's probably yeah. what I'd say.
0: Uh, what's a song that gets you fired up before a game?
2: Oh, I run, I run the ox in the room. So I mean, I got a whole playlist
0: of them, but I mean, anything,
2: anything by Drake gets me going pretty, okay, pretty well. So yeah,
0: that's that's heavy responsibility. Okay, some one of the fan questions I didn't put it in, but one that someone sent in was, uh, who runs the ox in the room? Um, so there you go. um, here we go. A heavy one. <laughs> we haven't asked this one in a wild cards. What is the meaning of true love? True love? yeah, wow,
2: my girlfriend's gonna see this probably. uh <laughs> probably just like uh just soulmates your best friend, somebody you can uh be around with and not be annoyed or anything and just love her in depth, I guess
1: Rask, you gotta clip that and post it and then tag his girlfriend you it. <laughs> <laughs> That. we that's
0: the answer that ryan murphy said about the you can spend all your time and not get annoyed not get sick of them that's what he said yeah. um, <laughs> that, that was good um yeah we'll give her a tie. uh <laughs> next how do you eat a cupcake
2: uh take the wrapper off and bite
0: it from yeah. where are you biting it from
2: just straight on <laughs> so i got icing on cake yeah
1: oh that's crazy <laughs> watch um, that you're a weirdo rask for saying that that's the normal
0: way to eat it <laughs> no okay like scientifically speaking yeah you go from the middle but no one everyone either goes top or bottom uh like
1: no, <laughs> yeah, no one goes middle on a cupcake what do you do Kyrie? no like i'll get a i want to get some like icing and cake in there for sure so you're going from the middle Yeah, like, I get a bit. Like, you get, like, the crust or the sides. I don't know. It's, like, too complicated to explain over a (laughs) (laughs) podcast. Come on, it's a hockey podcast. Let's go Uh, up here. This is what the people want to know. Um,
0: Okay. If you had to spend a month stranded on an island with three people from the Calgary Flames organization, who would you want them to be?
2: Wow. Probably say Lucic because he'll – Probably be any anything up that tries to eat us or anything. Yeah. Uh, probably I'll have to say Daryl Sutter for sure. Oh, right what? Now, a pick, probably, yeah.
0: He can rough it but, outdoors and stuff. Yeah, he'll rough. He's an outdoors
2: guide, biking Alberta on the farm, so he'll probably keep us in check, make sure we're all doing our jobs well. And then uh, I, I know Sean Monahan a little bit, so I'll have to say him. Pretty, pretty cool guy and funny guy. So choose him.
0: he he might end up attracting girls to the island too the way that guy the way he
1: looks (laughs) (laughs) Um, right, we're going to move on to the this or that question so I'll give you two two options and you pick one and go rapid fire here black or white tape white bar down or five hole five hole yeah I was going to say you're definitely a five hole guy shoot first, pass first pass (laughs) hot or cold coffee hot xbox or playstation xbox cardio or weights weights eat craft dinner with a spoon or fork oh fork (laughs) but you scoop onto the fork you definitely not stabbing it buy something with cash or credit credit okay okay oh that was good uh, that, that wraps up that segment yeah a couple good answers there yeah
0: um now we'll just go to the fan questions and, and then kind of wrap it up but uh what stick do you use and what specs on it
2: uh i've had a couple this year i use a bauer Flylight for and or the, whatever it's called Flylight, and the uh, jet speed uh i get the extension on it so it's longer like a longer length of a stick and then 70 flex cut it down to so where it's about like an 80 84 flex and the p28 curve with the max blade so spray paint it a little bit on the
0: bottom and good to go okay yeah. i like that good answer um do you have any game day routines or superstitions yeah i got a lot i got quite a bit uh the normal ones are probably just i tape like
2: retape all three sticks or so knobs and everything Every game, uh, yeah, so oh all, all three, <laughs> and I change my knob a lot. So sometimes it takes a long time. Like, I got sometimes I have to get to the rings like three hours before I tape all three. Uh, mm-hmm. shower, shower before warm up. Um, like I do like a workout before a game, I go like a light workout kind of, and uh, yeah, it was probably like the normal ones that, that I can say. So, give but, us like a not normal one not normal one like no one else would know uh uh like sometimes i just get like it's like one timbit like if i'm not playing well i'll get like two timbits or just something dumb like that like i just yeah i'm pretty i
1: get in my head a lot so yeah that's funny (laughs) that's good so you must you must be a guy who puts all the one side of his gear on like before the other
2: not yeah usually left but i'm not i don't really pay attention to that stuff
0: okay yeah but yeah okay um uh what's your favorite fast food place well probably uh whenever i get in windsor i get
2: chick-fil-a so i'd probably say that that's been yeah a top one lately
1: i had chick-fil-a yesterday it was absolutely dynamite so good so good chicken sandwich can't can't beat it
0: yeah uh what are your thoughts on the flames this year Fun to watch. I mean,
2: uh, obviously, they're doing pretty good in the standings, but just the way they play. They play, play such a tight game, tight checking game, and uh, they're, they're going really well. They're, just, they're pretty hot. They got that, that one line with uh, Lindholm to Chuck and Goudreau. just, like, so fun to watch. If you get a chance to watch the Flames play, make sure you pay attention to that line because it it's just insane. Probably the best line in hockey. So they've been uh, really fun to watch this year.
0: Yeah, they're all buzzing. And then last one what number do you want to wear in calgary if you could choose your number uh I,
2: I wore 6 my whole life so probably probably stick with al as it but i don't know i got 86 right now that was my training camp number it's not a bad number so i'll
1: just stick with that that's a good number i like 86 wow.
0: yeah it's actually that's a pretty good training camp number um yeah now i mean yeah that that's all from me i I'll, I'll let you kind of wrap it up cards and, and if you want to add anything here too
1: yeah, no, I don't have too much. I just want to say, like, thanks for taking the time, obviously, out of your day to do this. And I'm gonna say, keep lighting it up because I don't have to deal with you over here in the east yet. So. <laughs> but if we meet in the finals, hopefully you're cooled off by then. But no, all the best to you and the boys. Um, and and hopefully we do meet in the finals.
2: Yeah, no, thanks, boys. that has been it's been fun. Like you, like you said, like oh, we're like, t- two complete different leagues this year, eh? Like,
1: oh, we don't yeah,
2: yeah, it's great yeah it's it's insane but yeah no thanks for having me and hope uh cards you keep keeping up the points too so but, uh it'd be fun to see you guys in the finals maybe
0: for sure all right, all right. want to thank rory Cairns for that one uh good interview good guy and uh what do you think of it
1: yeah obviously i've heard so much about him jt playing with him there now rorke, a bunch of the other guys that i kind of know through the ohl and stuff and i've always heard he's a great guy and obviously respect him a ton as a player when he's putting up numbers like that. And he's always been a good player. Um, and like he said, the Sue's done a good job of developing guys over the years. So he's just another product of that.
0: Yeah, he absolutely is. The Sue's been buzzing with prospects. Um, one thing I, I wanted to mention here, cause it happened like four times during, during the interview and during the day. So, um, we, we can bring back some NFT talk here. Uh, <laughs> so like when you buy an nft you get added to like these discords and stuff and uh people are you know talking about whatever like what they're investing in and and what the nft project you bought into what they're doing all that stuff so i guess like i follow a couple of them nft accounts on instagram twitter and if you follow them you get all these bots that start messaging you and commenting stuff tagging you in like every new nft thing just all these bots are like telling you to buy it so every day my Instagram comments are filled with tags on all these random posts from bots being like at Rask and Michael, like you won this NFT or like you need to buy this one. It's like nonstop. And I just had a bunch of them in the interview and I can't stand it, man. And, and I, they don't stop because you block it. And then a new bot just comes and tags you. And it's getting ridiculous.
1: That's so, out of hand. You might need to just flip the NFT just so you don't have to deal with that anymore.
0: Well, I don't even have any right now,
1: but I, it's just oh like, God. I can't
0: stop <laughs> just because I followed like one account now they're all tagging me. Um, Damn,
1: you could have done it on a burner account almost, so you have no contact tracing.
0: I know. I, I didn't even realize it, but there's a, some advice for people looking to get into the NFT space, I guess. Like, maybe make a burner account or your notifications are going to be getting blown up nonstop. Um, <laughs> I, I did want to mention one thing. I had it written down. Uh, I I wanted to shout out a long-time listener of the podcast, Sam Hosack, who we know, because uh, he's been coming to our Brock hockey games and taking pictures for us and stuff so i just want to shout out sam he loves the podcast um and uh yeah other than that cards was there anything kind of we wanted to say at uh at this point here before we kind of wrap up oh march madness Uh-oh. why don't we have a march madness update
1: yeah well i mean we're through two rounds it's been absolutely crazy dude the upsets and stuff like that like saint peter's a 15 seed still around um just trying to think like Michigan's kind of dominated right through the first two rounds. Like they're doing well, um, take down Tennessee there. Like, I don't know. It's, it's been crazy so far. Are you seen anything you like? I know my team's through to this, like, uh, what is it? Sweet 16 now. So I'm happy Kansas roll, Kansas. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to seeing this. And then it goes right into the masters. Like it's such a good swing of sports oh, Masters. And- and NHL playoffs coming up, dude. Like, this is like the best time of year for sports.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna watch the Masters again because that was the tournament I watched last year that sparked my love of watching golf, which I didn't have. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, since I'm moving back home, uh, in I guess a week and a half here, I'll have like a TV again. Like, I have a TV here, I mean, you can actually see it, but I've never turned it on once. Like, you just don't watch TV when I'm here. I don't know if I have like a box or whatever, like, I've never turned it on, but when I'm back home i'll have the tv on more so i'll just throw it on um but uh yeah no the masters i'm you know who's gonna who i'm gonna be cheering for in that one my boy yeah you going with him yeah i mean after the performance he had at that course last year he's coming back and he's
1: winning yeah you have to and And i put him him on the map
0: too you want
1: to tell everyone who your boy is in case they haven't listened to the other episodes
0: Yeah, um, I was hoping you would say, because I forgot his name. Will
1: Zalatoris.
0: Yeah, Will Zalatoris, my boy, whose name I
1: can't remember. Oh, that's absurd. Buddy, you need to do some research. If you're going to be throwing out names, you got to at least know who they are, maybe. But um, no, I wanted to say how distracted I was this whole podcast, because I got a roommate now, um, as I mentioned earlier in the show, and he decided he was going to start lighting up his speaker during the episode, so couple of parts where i zoned out there for a minute but <laughs> so <laughs> work how's, in progress
0: i was having a roomie again because when last year you're like your first year in barry you were on your own right
1: yeah first year in barry I was on my own and then like when i was in sag i was with Cosk. yeah so and then i had like pickle here at the, like my cousin for a mm. bit of the season so now Forey's back for good so it'll be it'll be good like i just like having someone around just to chill with like i don't know you don't have to go anywhere to have company and stuff like that obviously hanging out with my billet brother and billet parents is great too but when you have like a teammate your own age it's pretty nice too you know
0: yeah and you guys go way back as we know for people who have listened to the tyson forrester podcast um but i i actually i definitely relate to that like because i'm living on my own this year for the first time i've always had roommates until this year and like it's i chose to live on my own as like a maturing step kind of, you know, like growing up and all that, you got to do it at some point. But, you know, I miss just like walking into the living room and seeing my roommates like doing whatever. And you can just like, you always have someone like, so it's been a little lonely sometimes, not gonna lie, but, um, it, it'll be good for you guys. And obviously for the Colts getting for you back, like what, a what a kind of move. So that, that could put you guys over yeah. the top. As long as he doesn't get suspended, man, every top player on the Colts has been getting suspended. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll keep our uh, fingers crossed here. Definitely don't need <laughs> that happening right now. But I didn't mean to get you all emotional there about living alone. It's kind of sad. Well, that's moving bad.
0: back in a week.
1: <laughs> there you go. You'll have uh, some companionship again.
0: Yeah. Anyway, um, you want to kind of wrap it up? That's all I, I really have here.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, that's same with me. Kind of putting a nail in it for this week. But it was, it was a good episode. Um, yeah, thanks again to Rory for taking the time to come on i thought it was uh, a great interview in itself and you know what it's the weather's been turning here the golf courses are opening as you said and uh, i saw a range open as well so all the golf fans can start getting excited and yeah we got a ton of sports on again this week so just enjoy the week enjoy the weather and let's uh, let's push for summer here faster than ever and uh, we'll see you next week